What's up, Melanated family? This is your boy Harrison Man bringing you a brand new episode of the Melanated Convo podcast. I want to welcome everybody to the show. I'm definitely happy to be here. If this is your first time tuning into the show, like I always say, we do a few different things here. The platform <clears throat> has changed up just a little bit. So on this show, we either interview people from the community, people who are uh, fathers who are struggling to figure it out, fathers who pretty much got it figured out. Sometimes we speak to business owners. Sometimes we speak to women in the community who are struggling with motherhood or just have an insight on how they've been able to navigate their situation. So pretty much the interviews are always based on trying, you know, trying to figure out a way to inspire the family, man. Sometimes we don't um, we don't have detailed conversations about certain things that we go through. So that that creates a lack of understanding. Right. So today we're going to have a great conversation with my brother, Byron, a brother that I met on social media. But what we're going to talk about is really, you know, how to repair a relationship with your child when you've been absent. Right. And this can be absence because you had to do due time in jail. This can be an absence because you just wasn't on your shit as a father. This can be an absence because the mother was keeping you away from the child. This could be an absence because you was just on some bullshit and wasn't ready to be a father. Whatever the case may be, we just need to be clear on the fact that when we are not in our children's lives for whatever reason, there's definitely an impact that's felt and we're gonna explore that today. Now, what we will do currently on the show before, we would talk about news stories and different things like that. What I'm going to do now, family, if you go to Melanated Fathers TV on YouTube, if you go to Melanated Fathers TV on YouTube is where you will find the news stories that I'm going to talk about. So we'll still have news stories that we cover. It'll just be exclusively on Melanated Fathers TV and the news stories we would broken down separately. On this show, we're pretty much going to continue doing our black business spotlight that's extremely important to me where we talk about black business around the country if we want to stop um some of the injustice that we see happening to our people if we want to be more of a unit as black folks as melanated folks it's extremely important that we support black businesses not just any black business like i say this a lot not just any black business but qualified black businesses right so i try to find businesses that i've done business with myself so i can vouch for them I put those businesses in front of you guys. It, it, again, if you are not, um, if you want to be an impactful person in the black community, but you don't want to march, you don't want to protest, you don't want to walk around with your fist up, you don't want to dig into how how this country has became racist, that's fine. One of the ways you can be a revolutionary is by supporting black businesses. We always talk about Black Wall Street and how important these type of things are or were, but we can create that shit now ourselves. You know what I mean? By by simply supporting each other and trying our best to make sure the dollar in our community rotates four, five, six times before it leaves the community. Right now, to my understanding, the black dollar only rotates a couple minutes before it actually leaves the black community. So this is a problem, family. We have several problems in our community. This is one of them. My way to kind of circumvent that and do my part is talk about black businesses. So again, we go through the black business spotlight. The topic of the day is the impact of a father's absence, right? Me and my brother Byron, he'll be here in a second. Me and my brother Byron, he'll be here in a second. We're going to talk about the impact. Now, he has his own story that we're going to talk about, but this is more of a general conversation, family, where we talk about how does a father not being in a child's life impact them, right? Is there going to be, you know, a, 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 a child in that situation, in my opinion, is going to have to deal with the trauma of the father not being there, regardless of why they're not there. All of these situations, all of these situations, you know, creates a differentiation. Um, all of these situations still create trauma, but they could be different. So he can have been in jail. He could have, you know, uh, uh, moved out of state. He could have been in a situation where the mother made it hard for him to see the child. So he's not in the child's life. He can have been in a situation where he just said, fuck fatherhood because of his lack of knowledge or because he didn't have a dad himself. Regardless of these instances, our kids need us. Regardless of these instances, when we look at the violence in our community, when we look at the dysfunction amongst young people in our community, yes, racism plays a part. Yes, the systematic endeavors, the, the, the systematic 
endeavors that we find ourselves in in America play a part in our dysfunction as black folks, but we got to say in that shit too. You know what I mean? And it's important that fathers understand that your presence is everything. This is something I have five children, four of them are grown now. This has been a learning process. I had kids when I was a teenager. So this has been a learning process of understanding the importance of a two parent home, understanding the importance of finances, understanding the importance of as a black man on some real shit, just being the leader in your household, being the, if you, are a man that have children by separate by um, um, several different women, one woman, two women, whatever that may be, and you're not in a relationship with them anymore. That's a process in itself of trying to to still establish your presence in your child's life while dealing with this person that you no longer have sex with, dealing with this person that you're no longer in a relationship with. That that's a whole nother thing where you have to learn how to manage these situations and be the leader in these situations to make sure at the end of the day, you're doing the best thing for the child. Sometimes we preach this shit about, I want what's best for my kid. I want what's best for my kid, but you're not doing or acting in a manner that, that shows that you want what's best for your child. You feel me? So today we're going to talk about that. First things first on the show. Also, if you're listening to this on one of the digital platforms, if you listen into this on, Oh, there you go right there. If you're listening to this on, on, uh, 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 um, um, Spotify, if you're listening to this on Apple Podcasts, if you're listening to this on Overcast, I'm sorry, I'm just trying to think, think of all of them. Please do me a favor and share the video. Do me a favor and leave a review. When you leave a review, this affects the algorithms in a positive manner. This affects the algorithms in a positive manner so more people can see the show. So if you're on one of the digital platforms, please do me a favor and leave a review. If you're watching this on YouTube, Facebook, like the video, share the video, subscribe to Melanated Fathers TV so we can keep this thing popping. On Melanated Fathers TV, a couple things that you'll see. You'll see this show, the Melanated Combo podcast. You'll see the in the news stories. You'll see the history matters section where I talk about different where I talk about different. Um, where I talk about different instances from history. Hold on one second, family. All right, people are trying to call me one more. Okay, yeah. So if you go to Melanated Fathers TV on YouTube, you can find all of these things. My brother Byron is here now, so let me bring him on. Hey, 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 what's up, brother? Can you hear me? Hey, hey, peace. Yeah, I can hear you. How you doing? Pretty good, man. Uh, how are you today? I'm just a little busy. Just a little busy, but I didn't have. I didn't. I wasn't too busy enough to tap in with you, though. There you go. There you go. There you go. So I was just telling everybody um, that we were going to have you on the show today, and we are going to talk about the impact of a father's absence in a child's life. Right now, of course, we're going to get into your situation specifically, but this is a bigger thing because uh, sometimes you can find yourself in a situation where you were taken away from your kids by the system. Sometimes it's the woman. Sometimes you move out of state. Sometimes brothers in our community just be on bullshit and they be like they check out and decide they don't want to be a father for whatever reason. So today we're going to cover that and we're going to get into some of the stuff you said on the post that we were talking and you made some good points about different things that should happen. So we're going to talk about that, too. Now, the first thing I do here on the show, Byron, give me one second. I do something here called the Black Business Spotlight, where I'm going to talk about a few black businesses just, just really quickly before we get everything started. So the first business is my brother Khalid White. Let me see here. My brother Khalid White, who has a let me uh, let me share this so y'all can see my screen my brother Khalid White who has a business called blackempower.com now on this website now this is a brother that I've interviewed on my show before who is a professor this is a brother who who he give it up just like any other black man that you know like cool as shit right but he just so happens to be a professor so it's important to me to show children and to show people in our community images of black men who not rappers who not entertainers who not actors who don't hoop or do none of that shit but they are members of the community who you can 
look up to, right? So this brother is a professor. He has blackempower.com on this website. Of course, as you can see here, you can find clothes. He has fashion, a lot of different cool shirts that you would like. Um, if you're into empowerment, you know what I mean? Because the shirts are spearheaded by our movement. So it's a queen shirt, king shirt, black to the future, reparations. This is all shit that I support. Some people may not be as keen to wear these type of clothes. I think we all should, but some people may not. The brother is also an author. He has a book series, this book here called Little A Little Brother, where he goes over how important it is for siblings to have each other back. You know what I mean? So this is a powerful, powerful brother. Um, and he does a lot in the community, man. He had a movie called Black Fatherhood, Trials and Tribulations, Testimony and Triumph. I was able actually I was actually able to see the movie here in Sacramento. Um, he did a screening of the movie here in Sacramento. So look, family, we got brothers in our community. We got people in our community who are trying their best to empower us any way they can. You feel me? You can empower our community by being an activist. You can empower our community by by starting a business. You can do it by mentoring kids in your neighborhood. Shit. You can do it simply by being a good father, simply by being a good father. That's an empowering, revolutionary act in itself. So everybody do me a favor and go to blackempower.com. That's B-L-K-M-P-W-R. Like I said, you can find his books there. You can find the clothes that he sells there. This is just a brother that's been 100 with me and his products are good, right? Because I like supporting black businesses, but we just shouldn't give somebody our goddamn money just because they black. It has to be you have a, 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 a superior business that I can get somewhere else. Like it's equal. What you're offering me is equal to what I can buy somewhere else. But I'm getting it from you because you black the tiebreaker is because you black, you know what I mean? And I get people in the community sometimes who don't tend to give black people the same leeway. They give the Asian mark up the street or the or the Arabs that sell a shit in our community. I don't have any problem with those people, but sometimes we get this cognitive dissonance where if they black, you hold them to this standard that you're not even holding the Asian store to, you know what I mean? So we got to give our brothers the the leeway to make mistakes sometimes. So like I said, if you order a shirt, you order a book, it's a couple days late or you get the wrong item. Don't go on social media and blast them off talking all this shit about how that's why you don't support black businesses. Give them a shot. You see what I'm saying? Hit them up. Tell them, you know what I mean? Uh, what you sent me wasn't right. They, they're, they're going to correct it. So let's make sure when we have these good experiences with, with, with black businesses, we share with our people. We make sure everybody around us know this is how we create like new black Wall Street family. You feel me? He, he because he's a um, teacher, he created a manual with other professors about going to community college. Like most people in our community think you just have to go to a university to be well off in life. But the community college route may be, may be something that's better for you. You feel me? So everybody go to blackempower.com. That's B-L-K-M-P-W-R, blackempower.com. Go there today. Buy something, for my, uh, buy something from my brother. Support a black business. You feel me? Now, let's see here. Now, the next business. Hold on one moment. And we're going to get to a real quick buyer. The next business is my family business. The next business is my family business, which is uh, Thompson Rose Chapel Funeral Home. Thompson Rose Chapel Funeral Home. Hold on one moment here. Let me add this to the stream. Let me see here. Let me see here. Let me see here. Let me see here. So Thompson Rose Chapel Funeral Home, of course, Death is something that most of us don't like to discuss, and I completely understand why. But what, how I like the angle I like to take when talking about this business is I want to make sure, of course, this business services everyone in the community, even not in the community. We service everyone. So full service funerals, cremations, ship outs. If you need someone shipped to a different city or different state, that can happen. Really competitive pricing. Um we have funeral directors on staff that can help you 
do funeral planning. So if you're someone or you have an older family member that just needs to plan their funeral and wants to do it directly through a funeral home, we'll definitely be able to help you with that. This has been a family business since the late 1950s. Ted Thompson, the creator or the founder of this company, was a black man who was the first mortician in Sacramento. So for us, the, the lineage of what he left and, and his impact on the community is still being felt in the Oak Park area. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's, it, it's been an honor to be a part of this company with my wife, who's the actual owner. So that's Thompson Rose Chapel Funeral Home. If you have a family member that's sick, if you need to do some pre-planning, if none of that is your case or if none of that is your situation, you know what I want you to do? I want you to make sure your affairs are in order. I want you to make sure you got life insurance. I want you to make sure the people around you got life insurance. One of the most depressing things, one of the most trying things that we see in this industry is people come in to set up arrangements for their family members. And one of the biggest obstacles or one of the biggest conversations is always surrounding money, family. Let's remove that from, from, from this structure, man. Let's all make sure we have life insurance that's a part of generational wealth as well making sure when you die the people around you ain't gotta struggle to do car washes and, and and barbecues and all this shit that shit hurts my heart when i see people in my community needing to do this just to bury someone because we're not prepared right so that's thompson rose chapel funeral home local business located here in the sacramento area where i am like i said typically i like to talk about businesses excuse me excuse me, businesses that are nationwide, but it's important that I show my family love, you know what I mean? And just bring home the point that, yeah, we don't want to talk about death. Nobody wants to talk about their untimely demise, but at the end of the day, make sure your affairs are in order. So if something like this does happen to you, you are prepared. You feel me? So that's Thompson Rose Chapel Funeral Home located here in the Sacramento area. Um, phone number 916-455-3038. If you have a family member or you have an unfortunate situation that has just took in place the staff here is wonderful they'll definitely be able to help you out family so that's thompson rose chapel funeral home let's get everything popping with my brother all right so byron all right so we had a small conversation online um i think the video i posted was just of a young man reuniting with his father right that was that was like the the basis of um the video that I that I posted. So I want you to tell everybody just introduce yourself and 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 just give a some quick information about your story. Well, I I, I was locked up and I had left I was I had custody of my son and I had to give him up and he was like four and then when I come when I do come home He's a teenager. He's like 14. And the bridge is such a long, long bridge to cross. Because you're dealing with your own, own demons. You do your own demons. When dads come home, we don't argue. We don't, you know, we don't argue because in there, you handle your business. It ain't no argument. Mm -hmm. So now you have to reprogram yourself. Like I say, in, in there, they bleed all happiness out of you. All that is gone. You know, the only happiness you probably get in there is maybe when you get a letter from your child and whatnot. And your loved ones, cool. Now, when you want your home, you got to reprogram yourself. You got to reprogram yourself to like, hey, man, this dude was without you for a decade not knowing what sort of treatment he might have been going through without you. You have to take that into consideration. In the sports and all, and you're not having a dad around at the time. That, so when I saw what you had posted, I was like, damn, that, shit, that made me cry. Feeling. Mm. But now he got, now the bridge, now he got to get to knowing. You got to get to know him because you, you love him. I love my son. You know, I love my son. But I was like, in in the back of my head, I was like, I don't even know you, dude. I don't even know you. You know, I'm trying to get to know you. And I'm like, you know, and, and with the trend nowadays, you know, 
when I when I went in, we were wearing sweats. Oh, cool little sweatpants, you know. Now everything is is tight as hell. What, what <laughs> and me and my son, we'll get into it. What's skinny? What, what, what he's skinny for? Well, I mean, my dad was the type of man that tell me he was like, look here, man. People need to wear pants that tight. It's entertainers. <laughs> and my son, I was messing with. I was like, hey, "Are you part of any group? You let me know if you're part of any group." You know, so it's it's just a lot of it's a lot of the a lot of the changes, and you gotta try to adapt, but still maintain. Hey, I'm still alpha male in this house, mm-hmm. with the respect that he's gonna be able to. Assist. You know, a lot of the young boys be like. You just got home, man. You don't run things. You don't even know how things are ran. I went through that. I went through that. Now to mm-hmm. sit back before I check him and just really just, you know, put myself in his shoes for a second. Just, mm-hmm. just for a second, you know. Mm-hmm. Then if we was able to sit down and we was able to discuss this. But you see, I had to do it just like my father did with, did with me. Now, when we sit down at the round table, I'm going to treat you as a man. So when we leave this table, I'm going to look at you as such. And so we sat down and we had a long talk and everything. You know, all our differences that were differences were now amicable. You know, we were able to, hey, dad, you know, he was, he was able to come to me with that, hey, dad. Now he's been away for so long. Every every dad's been away for so long. That's an odd feeling. Hmm. Odd feeling. You know, you didn't got you didn't have your authority snatched. And now that you got you, it's really replenished. But now you gotta maintain it and weigh it out. You know, because these boys we losing them at rapid rates in these streets, man. And mm-hmm. all it takes is us to sit back and talk to them. Pissed there you go. Whether they put us off or not, talk to them. Talk to them. Sometimes we yep. gotta check y'all. Sometimes we gotta check our sons. Sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But if we don't, the man black and white with, and I ain't going for that. He ain't gonna check my son. I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm checking first. Definitely, That's definitely. Me, now, man, our community is apart. We ain't got no more daddies. Yeah, yeah. Now. Daddies or daddies, the daddies want their sons as homies. Mm-hmm. Being being friends. And you can't be that's that's a bridge right there. You can't cross right there. I try to burn that up anyway. Yeah. I'm a parent first. I'm not trying to take care of you. Yeah. Now I got a I got a question for you, bro. So what okay what what information would you give to a younger father or an older father who's in a position, whether they was gone like you were or they was just around the corner, whatever the case may be, what tips would you give them or what information would you give them to just begin um, rekindling the re, like rekindling the relationship with their son? Because I think some dudes get to a point where they feel like it's too far gone, like it's been too much time. Or he ain't gonna love me like that. Or his mama been in his ear. Like, what could you tell a father to get past all that so you could try to reestablish a you know a relationship with your kid? It was such a lag, Harrison. Man, I'm like, my God, I was trying to catch everything. It was just coming into pieces. Oh, you didn't hear me? Can you Are, hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. Are you like on Wi-Fi or something? Part of the house, give me a stronger signal. Yeah, can you hear me? Yeah, I can. All right, all right, I'm in the lab now. This is where I do all my damage. Okay, (laughs) oh, yeah, you a chef, huh? (laughs) Right. That's where I do all my damage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're going to talk about that in a minute. We're going to talk about that in a minute. Uh, uh, can you hear me or am I still lagging? Yeah, I got a little 
little small lag too. So. Okay, let me see. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you now. got a little small lag huh just just a little bit am i still lagging yeah i'm still lagging too a little bit okay okay i'm gonna try to ask you the question again Strong, strong man. Yeah, it's still lagging. Now one. Yeah. Oh, I still got a lag. You still got a lag? Okay, so 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 this so this what I uh, uh, this what I'm gonna do. I'm a I'm gonna click you off and I'm gonna resend you the email. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna click you off and resend you the email. I'm gonna resend him the email because because we getting that we getting that lag and we don't want to. You know what I mean? Uh, we don't want to mess the show up. But the brother was speaking some truth, man. And I think one of the one of the things that I'm noticing with brothers like him, it's it's extremely important just to be uh to acknowledge your wrongdoing like to be empathetic of the situation man look if you've been away for your from your kids for whatever reason for hella years there's gonna be like a reacclimation process right you can't just walk up in the door talking about i'm daddy everybody finna listen to me that shit don't work that way like relationships with kids rela shit, relationships with everybody is based on sweat equity you know what I mean? If you're not around a person, I don't care if it's your mama, if it's your brother, if it's your cousin, if you if it's your child, if you're not around them, if you're not around them, it's going to be difficult to establish any type of comfortable relationship if you're not in the presence of this person. And sometimes I think we get it fucked up and think just because a kid got our last name, just because a kid looks like us, they're supposed to listen to us. They're supposed to fall in line. And that's not life, family. You need to be empathetic to what they've been going through in your absence. You know what I mean? I'm going to try to bring my brother back on here, man. But it was it's important that I speak to brothers like that. This brother said he been gone from his family for like shit, 17 years, 15 years. He come back into the fold and he's trying his best to reestablish himself as his son's father and whatever that may take. You know what I mean? Because like the brother was saying, if you look at our community, of course we deal with racism. Of course we deal with the injustices um, we deal with the injustices that we have to deal with systematically from this system, but let's not let's not get it fucked up and act like sometimes we don't do this shit to ourselves. That's why I'm always careful to acknowledge our systematic disadvantages. But at the end of the day, as adults, you gotta find a way to understand this shit and then begin to navigate around it so you don't negatively impact your family. Because if you look at a lot of the young street dudes, and this is my opinion, family, and, I, and to me, this shit's 100. If you look at a lot of the young street dudes in our community, how many of them do you think got fathers? I mean, the, the, nigga, the young niggas that's really out there in the streets. How many of them got two-parent homes, right? How many of them come from structured backgrounds? I think sometimes we forget how how we make this shit way more difficult than it has to be. Like for any black man out there, if you got hella kids by hella different women, you're doing it the wrong way. To me, that is the wrong way. There is a right way and a wrong way to start a family. Now, granted, that don't mean you can't still be in your kid's life. That don't mean you can't still visit him. That don't mean y'all not going to be 100 with each other. That don't mean you're not going to eventually have a great relationship or you may have a great relationship with your child now. That don't mean that's not going to happen, but you're making it more difficult. Family kids 
Kids should be in one house with their parents. If you've done that, if, because look, we have people who do it the right way or the presumably right way. They find a partner, they get married or not, but they in an established relationship with a woman or man. And, and from that union, they have a kid, right? And even those situations break down if for whatever reason, y'all not together no more. That's just life. That's just going to happen. Family. Let's not make it harder than we need to make it, though. If you a young dude out here in these streets having sex unprotected, not being responsible, and out of these interactions, you end up having kids, you're fucking our community up, family. I'm sorry if nobody never told it to you like that, but that's facts. Now, again, you can still end up being a dedicated father. You can still end up raising a kid that's pretty settled mentally. But every kid needs both parents in the home. Any child that has to go from separate homes, this is a small level of dysfunction that we have to talk about in our community. And then we have people like myself. When I was young, I had four kids by two different women by the time I was 23 years old. Family, this is completely dysfunctional behavior. Like we look at these rappers and entertainers and other people like that who got different baby mamas all over the place. To me, they don't contextualize that shit the right way. They need to be telling the youth this was wrong. Like I did this the wrong way. Yeah, I got money. So I'm able to make the environment a little more comfortable. We don't have to deal with financial strain. But what kid wants to go from separate houses? Right. What kid wants to go from because when you go to dad's house, there's a separate set of rules. When you go to mom's house, there's a different set of rules. Right. So as a man, if you do decide. For whatever reason, it could have been a mistake. It could have been when you was younger, just, just like me. If your situation ends up where you have kids from different homes, you got to be a, like a master communicator at this point. You have to understand, OK, how she operates in her house may be a little different. How can I talk to her about that? How could I let her see the error in some of the things that's going on? How can I be receptive if she comes to me and says, this is what you're doing in your house. This is what I'm doing in my house. That may interfere with how I'm trying to create structure. You got to be able to communicate these things and be willing to make changes, right? You know what I mean? So let me bring my boy back in here again. I'm going to invite him again to see if there's going to be a lag. Hold on one second, family. Because this is important. And I wanted my brother to come on and just express like he was saying. Um, let me see here. Some of the difficulties he's had to go through being a being away from your family, right? Being being away from your kids. And one of the things we were going to talk about when we talk about the impact of a father's absence, right? So I think some of the things here, excuse me, family. Some of the things here I think that 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 impact your kids the most is one. Now we have a woman. Regardless of the kind of woman she is, whether she's a career woman, whether she has a lot of help from family members and things like that, whether she ain't shit and don't like getting a job, whatever the case may be, it's going to be hard on her because you're not there. Like we need to realize that I don't care what type of woman you decided to have a baby with. That's your fault. You decided to lay down with her. That's your fault. You decided to lay down with her. Your absence, especially if it's like my brother, where he's away in the penitentiary. So it, it, it really can't be no communication the way you would want it to be, right? So now we have a woman that's solely responsible financially for a child, right? I think some of these environments breed drug dealers. Some of these environments breed some of the street niggas that we see because you got a woman that's trying her best financially and still coming up short. If a young man is in and in, because the environment matters. If we have a young man in an urban community, if we have a young man in an urban community that is witnessing a, a crime happen, witnessing drug dealing happen, he witnessing people outside the house make money in all these different ways. But he's asking his mom for a new pair of shoes or school about to start and she ain't really got no bread. So you're only going to get a couple pair of pants for school. People need to realize, regardless of the race of the individual this will be a difficult situation for anybody. Anybody in this situation will consider the latter. If you're struggling, if your stomach is growling, 
moral high ground and, and, and integrity and all this kind of shit, when your stomach is growling, all of this can go to the wayside. You know what I mean? This is this is the story of a lot of the young men in our urban communities where you dealing you you think of, you think most young men, not all. You think most young men want to sell dope? You do, do you think most young men want to rob people? Do you think most young men want to go to the basically the underground to figure out ways to make money? If you a young dude who can't get a job, you 13, 14, 15, witnessing your mama struggle, you can't really work at that age. So what are you going to do? See, people need to realize people outside of our community need, uh, uh, need to realize what we're actually up against. What are you going to do if you have that mom who's working one or two jobs? So she's not as home as much as you'd want her to. She's working these jobs and still coming up short. You may have other siblings, too. Right. So this is a real fucked up situation to be in. A young man may say because he gonna walk outside of his door and he gonna see a dude with a nice ass car with hella jewelry on and seemingly making money, and that dude gonna tell him, "Hey, come on, man, you can come out here anytime you're ready." And when you're watching it from that purview, you don't see the violence per se, you don't see all of the negative things that come with being in a dope game. You don't see that right away. All you see is the money. And all you know is your stomach is growling and it gets even worse because I know women who hold it down like on some real shit. Keep a job. Great disciplinarian doing everything they can to rear this young man in. Excuse me. To rear this young man in. But at the end of the day, it's a woman and it's only so much she can do to raise a man. And at the end of the day, it's only one of her. Like this is why the two parent home. The, the two-parent home aspect is so important. So you have women that hold it down, that work as hard as they can, that try their best to create a village around the kid, right? But things get worse when you have a young man who is actually coming from dysfunction, meaning his mom don't work. His mom isn't a disciplinarian. She may be on drugs or something. So this is a situation where He's actually almost bred to lose in life. Like this is a situation where if you're looking to get a, a dedicated citizen in society who pays his taxes, works a regular job, goes to college, you can damn near throw all that shit out of the window when you create certain levels of dysfunction in the household. That's just fact. And that'll happen in an Asian household, in a white household, Mexican household. Don't care how you look. If there's no resources and no structure, bad shit is going to happen. That's just the reality of it. You know what I mean? And also, because I have some points here. Now, also what we need to realize as fathers, right? If there is a situation where it's just the mom in the house, the dad ain't there. Now, again, we could talk about the reasons why he in jail. He just don't give a fuck. He live in a different state. He's dealing with difficulties with the woman. Regardless of what the situation is, this kid is dealing with this as well. So how does a kid process that? How does the kid maneuver in life without having resentment? Right. When you know you nine, 10 years old, there's no dad around. You know you like basketball. You know you like sports and you into masculine shit and there's no one there to teach you that. No one there to give you guidance in that regard. Family, this is a dysfunction. All too often in our community, we normalize the single parent home shit. There should be no single parent homes like that. Uh, granted, people are going to get married or people are going to be in committed relationships and for one reason or another, that shit may not work, right? So in certain instances, this is just how America works. The single parent home shit will get created regardless. But I got to speak to my people in my community for a second here. We do the shit too willingly. Like it's almost like we willingly put our kids in lose lose situations. And then we're shocked when they go to jail. Then we shocked when they choose street shit. What are you shocked for? You didn't give them any resources nor any structure. And then you created a fractured ass relationship with his father. I blame the man and the woman. You feel me? I, I blame both of our ass because we're choosing to lay down with people. Newsflash. You don't have to have a baby with everybody you lay down with. I say that again. You don't have to have a goddamn baby with every person that you lay down with. We need to real. We need to realize that, right? And we got kids who 
are like myself, who my, my mom, she was one of those strong mothers. I had three older brothers. She did the best that she could. But at the end of the day, my brothers was players. They was dudes that was in the street. I didn't see a two parent home. So when I started having sex, I began to operate the same way my brothers did. And personally, I didn't see a benefit of a two parent home. I didn't see a benefit of a stable, calm relationship. Like I didn't see the benefit of it because I didn't see it. Everything I saw was dysfunction. Now, again, at 13, 14, 15, I didn't see it as dysfunction. This was just my life. You see what I'm saying? This was just my life, family. This was just what, what I was born into. And I was just making moves based on what I saw. But that was dysfunctional, family. And if we want to stop that, like, again, racism is going to exist. Systematic injustices is going to uh, is going to exist, but we make it worse by creating fucked up family structures. We need to realize that I'm not going to be on here just complaining to y'all about racism because I do talk about racism. I'm always going to talk about systematic differences in how this uh, how this country is structured. But we got to call our own people to the table sometime too, family. And at times we be on bullshit. It's too many people in my community, people in my family included. I was once there that don't value family structure, that don't take that kind of shit serious. You shouldn't end up with two or three kids. Then you realize the importance of a two parent home. Then you realize the importance of finances in raising a goddamn child. Right. Because we had these kids so young. We worried about putting Jordans on them. We worried about putting the freshest gear on them. That shit don't matter in the real world. But they don't know shit about finances. They don't know shit about running a business. They don't know nothing about buying a house. They don't know anything about the stock market. You know what I mean? That's why my girl, I got to take my hat off to her. She makes sure my 14 year old who loves money, who loves things. Right. She makes sure he understands the different side of finances. Like we got to get off of this nigga shit, man. We, we need to we need to realize spending all of your money on materialistic things means nothing in this country. Means nothing in this country. Focusing on being a damn consumer will get you nowhere, right? So we got black folks who are not only consumers, but we're dealing with this we're dealing with this travesty of a past of having these weird ass stolen, uh, of having these weird ass last names. My last name is Anderson. That ain't no African shit. That ain't no Aboriginal shit. That's some slave master shit, right? So we, this this country and this system has done a number on our mentality and it's going to take all of us to unlearn all of these dysfunctions. And if you're an adult in the community and you're not teaching children, about these things, shame on you. If you haven't educated yourself enough about our history to, to, to infuse that to any young person you have around you, shame on you. Because we can complain all day about the system. We can complain all day about racism. But we need to realize we have, we have a part in that. Because if you on social media talking about the George Floyd shit, if you on social media talking about talking about sharing things about men getting killed and the police treating us a certain way, but you're not trying to be there for your kids, you're doing us a disservice. If you complain about police brutality, but you don't support black businesses, you're a hypocrite, family. You're a, you're a hypocrite. You can't have it both ways. Yeah, I understand social media is a powerful tool and it it you can spread beautiful information within seconds. Like, I understand that. So that's one part of helping our community, just spreading what you see is wrong. But how are you giving it up on your day to day life? Like I like I tell some fathers, the one of the most revolutionary things you can do is be in your kid's life. It's try your best to establish a situation where you're still in a relationship with the woman you had a kid with. Like it's hard work being in a relationship, trying to make it work, especially when you didn't see it. Right. Especially when you didn't see it, when you didn't see a happy home, recreating one as a motherfucker, <laughs> right? But it could be done, right? We could pick up these phones and figure out anything else. You need to pick up your phone and figure out how to communicate. Pick up your phone and, and talk to a friend, talk to somebody, look at somebody you see doing it the right way and mimic them. You see what I'm saying? But just getting online or 
in our day-to-day -day lives complaining simply about racism, complaining about what we see going on in our community without understanding that we play a part or without getting your ass off the couch and saying, I'm going to be a positive impact in my community. And again, I say it all the time. You can start a business. You can support a business. You can mentor in the community. You can just be a great father to your kids. You can see black kids in the street doing certain shit and impew wisdom on these children. Right. You can go to community events. You can. There's a lot of things you can do to help us out as a people. But the question remains, shit, are you willing to? You know what I mean? So. So like I was saying, we need to understand when there's no when there isn't two parents in the home and 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 the kid is already growing up in an urban community. This is where we get the thugs from. This is where we get the street dudes from. This is where we get all the shootings from. We talk about Chicago. and We talk about all these other cities. Now, of course, again, I don't let the system off the hook because we talk about Chicago. I mean, shit, Chicago was systematically separated. So the, the amount of racism and how in that city, the black and white folks really don't live together is astonishing. Right. So we got to realize that the United States of America has done a terrific job of creating ghettos. Right. But. As adults, we need to begin to unlearn this shit. As adults, we need to learn this information so we can say, boom, okay, I'm going to move differently. That's why I think that's why it's so important that we learn history. That's why I do the History Matters section on Melanated Fathers TV on YouTube. If you haven't checked it out, go to Melanated Fathers TV on YouTube. I talk about different people in history, places in history, situations from history. If we do not understand history, we are going to repeat the same bullshit. So once you understand history, you see, OK, boom. They systematically put us in these positions. Like purposefully, they put us in these positions, but I don't got to stay here. Mentally, I don't got to stay here. Physically, I don't got to stay here. Now, I'm not saying if you're in the urban community, the best thing you can do is leave. You know what I mean? I understand being someone that has something and you're in a community that doesn't have resources. You may look like food to the other people in the community and that may bring harm, bodily harm to you. I understand that. But I think if you are from an urban community and you leave and never come back, you are also doing us a disservice. You got to go back and do something. You got to go back and coach. You got to go back and mentor. You got to go back and love on the people there. You feel what I'm saying? Love on the. I can't stand niggas who finally get money, which is finally get acceptance into in, in, into white society because that's what it is niggas finally get money finally get acceptance and all of a sudden you looking down on black folks all of a sudden you calling black folks ghetto like you wasn't once a part of that goddamn community other races of people don't do that if you find yourself in a position where you've been successful based on your hard work or based on whatever it is family pull other black people up Bring other black people up there with you, even if it's just by giving them information. But one of the biggest things I see by niggas on TV and some of the actors that I see in the entertainers, they don't be speaking from love. Like, I don't mind a black person, a melanated person reprimanding black people. Like, we call out racism, we should call out nigga shit too. But it's all about how you do it, family. Are you doing it out of love? Or are you doing it because you think you better and you moved away and you, you know what I mean? So we need to be clear on what is the motivation to, to black folks coming back to the community to help out or they coming back to look to look at. We need to be clear what the motivation is, because you don't want to be like a, a i.e. like a Charles Barkley or a black man that has. Amounted a certain amount of fame and money, and now they look down on us. Stephen A. Smith, some others, there's some other black men who do this same thing. And when they finally talk about a police killing, when they finally talk about an injustice that we've had to experience, it don't seem like they on our side. And it don't seem like they on our side because they not. They're actually in a position around their white counterparts and they're in these communities where it ain't many black folks and they feel like I made it. They give you the whole bootstrap argument. Pull yourself up by your boots. Well, shit. And some of our community ain't no boots, family. So what you pulling yourself up by? You know what I mean? Excuse me. So I'm going to see if my brother 
is going to come back into the conversation. But this was just something that we had to talk about, man. This is just something that we have to talk about because we quick to say, excuse me, we quick to say, stop all the killing. Why is these young dudes killing each other? I'm tired of seeing all this violence in the community. Oh, my God, here they go. They, they coming up the street with this bullshit again. Why are young black men conducting themselves the way that they are? Right. And the thing that we can control. Right. Because we can't control how the system treats us. We, we can't control how systematic racism operates. We can't control it, family. But what we can control is what type of parents we're going to be. What type of auntie we're going to be. What type of uncle we're going to be. What type of mentor we're going to be in the community. That's what we can control. You feel me? I think we should point out racism and talk about it. Like the only way to eradicate a problem is to make it known that it's actually taking place. I understand that. But at the end of the day, there's some things we can do in our community that won't require anybody's help. That won't require anybody's help. Like my boy Keon Johnson say one of the most powerful quotes I've ever heard about our community, actually, is we in good hands, family, our own. See, our own. We need to realize that we are we we have the we actually have the power to begin changing the narrative in our community. And that's going to start with love. That's going to start with having a love conversation and start with a family building conversation. If you a black man and for whatever reason, if you're not on good terms with your children, family, you got to change that shit today. Right now, I understand how women can be vindictive. Women can be manipulative. Women can be a lot of things that will make it difficult um, to infuse yourself in your child's life. But you got to get over that shit quick because you can go to the court system yourself. You can go to the court system yourself and get joint custody. You can go to the court system yourself and get full custody. But what a lot of niggas don't want to tell everybody is they're not ready for that. See, they haven't put themselves in a position to to have joint custody of their child. Because one of the biggest things we do as black men, other men may do it in other communities, but once you break up with your woman, once you're not in a relationship with your woman no more, where you're not just going to the house to see a kid, you're not in the house with the woman no more, now the real work starts because you have to bring a kid into your environment, right? And if your living situation ain't right, you're not doing shit the right way. If your living situation ain't what it's supposed to be, Part of the dysfunction you see from your child is your fault, too, because you should be in a comfortable environment. You need to bring your your children into your environment, family. All my young fathers out there who ripping and running, complaining about their baby mama. Stop all that shit. Establish your own shit and bring your kid into your environment. Uh, establish a structured environment and bring your kid into this environment. And a lot of times if we got young men, just to keep it real, if we got young men who come from the street, if we got young men who make their money on the other side of the law, you may not be in the most structured environment to raise a kid anyway, right? And your actions and your movements may show that. You see what I'm saying? So the 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 impact of the absence of a father's life in a or 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 the impact of a father's absence in a child's life is monumental and it's life changing. It could be the difference from a young dude in the street about to do five to seven for assaulting somebody or a young dude on his way to Cal State Berkeley. Right. A father can be the differentiator in how the kid actually ends up being successful or not. So we need to shoulder that because the way I think today is I need to be in my children's life and talk to them and let them know I love them, not just for my sake and not just for their sake, but for all of our sake, right? If one of my children who decided to involve himself in street shit, if he go out and rob an old lady, if he go out and hurt another young black man, that's kind of on me. You see what I'm saying? That's a part of my lineage. That's kind of on me too. You see what I'm saying? I see people all the time. This is something I'm dealing with too in my life. If you have a teenager that decided to involve himself in street shit, if you got a teenager that's in a gang, if you got a teenager who's in jail for whatever reason, you're partially to blame, family. I'm sorry. If they're a minor, you're partially to blame. What I like to do, 
And what I tell parents all the time, being that I was young when I had, being that I was young when I had my kids, being that I was extremely dysfunctional when I had my kids, when I see them exhibit dysfunctions today, even though my actions as a man has changed, like who I am today is not the same man I was 20 years ago, but that doesn't erase the past. That doesn't mean that some of those dysfunctions I infused in their life when they were kids, if I see them exhibiting things today, first thing I do is, is have to acknowledge I'm partially I'm partially to blame for what I'm looking at. You see what I'm saying? So as black people, we need to be accountable for all the shit we see going on in our community family. When I see little kids running, little black kids running down the street, he ain't got no shoes on. He cussing up a storm. He got a running damn nose. I say, God damn, the cycle continues. You see what I'm saying? It doesn't take much for you to groom your kids. I don't care how much money you got. Like this ain't about a money thing. This is about a pride thing. This is about an integrity thing. I don't care how much money you got. Clean your damn kid's nose. Put some socks on them. Put some shoes on them. Brush his goddamn teeth. Give them structure. Humans, this ain't even some black shit. Humans without structure end up fucking the world up. <laughs> I'm laughing, but it's real shit. Structure is an integral part. Structure and discipline is an integral part to anything successful in life, right? So if you got a kid that you don't wake up in the morning, you don't make sure they brush their teeth, you don't make sure they wash their face, you don't check their homework, you not you are doing all of us a disservice. And I'm going to ask you, why the hell did you have kids? Why the hell did you have kids? Kids ain't for everybody. Did y'all know that? Everybody ain't wasn't due to be a parent. Just because you got a dick and a pussy don't mean you should have kids. Like, stop it. Stop it. Understand your personality. I know people who have one child and they'll say, you know what? This is all I can handle. I got this one kid. My finances, my resources, my mentality can only handle one kid. Have one. Have one. Too many people in our community are having kids for the sake of filling up their family. What about the kids, though? Have you ever thought about that? When you add to your family, how you taking away from the ones that's there already? Have you ever thought about that? Like, let's let's be honest that sometimes we be on some selfish shit where we want to keep the man or woman that we in a relationship with. So that's why a baby come or we just like the feeling of raw sex and don't give a fuck about what comes from it. Stop. Stop. That's on us. That's not racism, family. I'm sorry to tell you. That's not racism. That's not the system. That's not the system. That's your lustful ass. You see what I'm saying? So as black men. We need to realize the importance of being there in any capacity that you can, because I understand sometimes you weren't raised in that type of environment. So you really don't know how to love your kid. You really don't know how to be there the correct way. But you got to start acknowledging the fact that maybe you didn't do shit the right way. You got to start acknowledging the fact that maybe you weren't the best father. Maybe you didn't you, uh, you didn't create structure. You see what I'm saying? Maybe you a dad now with young kids. Understand if you're not in a relationship with the mother of that child. First thing, stop having sex with her right away. Don't play house with a woman that 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 you don't plan on being in a relationship with just cuz y'all have a kid. Back away from the situation. Back away from the situation and establish yourself. Back away from the situation and create an environment on your own that's structured so then you can bring your kid into that environment and be prepared to be the nurturer, the disciplinarian. You feel me? You're going to have to be everything for the kid because when there's no woman around, who's going who gonna to wash their clothes? Who's going to give them a bath? Who's going to cook their food? Well, if it's just you, that all that shit falls on you. You know what I mean? Don't be the kind of dude that rushes into another relationship simply because you need some type of mother figure for your child. That's dysfunctional as well, family, whether you know it or not. And whether you know it or not, the kid probably won't like that. One of the worst things you can do after ending like a tumultuous relationship with a woman you got a kid with is rush right into a new relationship. Now you're forcing this new person on a child. You see what I'm saying? So ultimately, the show about to come to an end, but ultimately, we need to be more responsible. We need to be more responsible sexually. We need to be more responsible when it comes to being parents. We need to be more responsible to our community. Again, I'm one 
I consider myself a revolutionary thinker who love black people. Everything I do, my entire platform is based on the fact that I want black people to be knowledgeable. I want black people to love each other. I want black people people to understand the position we've been placed in in this country not to make it an excuse so we can't say in 2021 i don't got a job because of racism i don't have a father because of race well no there there may have been some systematic issues that put your family in a situation that they're in now but what the fuck are you gonna do about it today you see what i'm saying so learn about your history, learn about your family's history, learn about the history of this country so you can learn how to maneuver in this country. You see what I'm saying? Like no excuses. If you see now, because look, politicians aren't coming to save us. Newsflash. That's why I don't fuck with politicians on a national level. I will vote locally, but voting for a president makes no goddamn sense to me because everybody was telling me when I said, hey, I, <laughs> I didn't vote. For Biden. I didn't vote for president. I think I went behind the booth and voted for Malcolm X. And I did what the fuck I wanted to do back there. Like they do what the fuck they want to do. Right. People telling me, oh, you didn't vote. Well, that means you don't. Stupid. Stupid. Don't be stupid. Don't be stupid. If you care enough, because look, if you just placed your vote and then went back to work, you ain't really helping us anyway. If you just placed your vote and ain't doing shit in your community at all, then you ain't helping us anyway. So I tell everybody, what don't you like in this country? Let's talk about it. What don't you like? You don't like you, what? You don't like police brutality? You don't like dirty neighborhoods? You don't like the fact that we ain't got black businesses? Pick the shit you don't like and then go out and start helping yourself, right? Put your feet to the ground and start helping us out. Opposed to placing a goddamn ballot and wishing, that's all a vote is, is a goddamn wish. You wishing something change. But what are you actually doing? Right. When you can go in your community tomorrow and start picking up garbage like my boy Sylvester do in Minnesota. Uh, my, my, my boy Sylvester from a, a, a Black Father Nation. He in Minnesota. This this dude to get his him and his daughter, some other people. They just go to a park in the hood and start cleaning up. I'm like, man, that's 100. You doing something right. You doing something. Just being on social media, talking shit about how you want to see shit change. Yeah, that's cool. That's what social media is for. But what the fuck are you doing in the real world? Hmm? Who are you helping out in the real world? And I tell people all the time, yes, being a father is a revolutionary act. Like caring about the people under your roof is necessary. Right. Caring about the people under your roof is first and foremost. But you got to expand after that. You got to leave your house and say, OK, my house is cool. How can I help these other black kids? I raised a black kid that's stable mentally that is that makes the right decisions that does things the way i want how can i take the same knowledge i gave my kid how can i take take the same knowledge i gave my kid and go out into the world and help another black baby out right and again i'm because people be like shit i'm a save i want to be a part of the homeless movement or i want to fucking save the whales and i want to look you can be a humanitarian however you choose to. But for me, black people need help. People in my community need help. So before I go outside of my community and save the goddamn whales or just help just random homeless motherfuckers, I am going to focus on my community to me that needs the most help. If we was a house, like my boy Jeff Brown say, if black, if black community was a house, shit, we ain't got no green grass. The goddamn gate is broke. <laughs> a couple of the windows in the back is broke. You know what I mean? We two months behind on the goddamn rent. Look, we need help ourselves. So before we can go outside of our community and start doing all this other shit, that's not how I give it up, family. I'm helping us first. In any way that I see fit, I'm going to help us first. And if you're a black man, cool. Like I said at the beginning of the broadcast, you don't want to be involved in revolutionary shit. You don't want to march. You don't want to put your fists up. You don't want to wear a daishiki. Cool. All that's cool. Raise your goddamn family. Be the best version of you. Be, uh, be the best version of yourself that you can be for your kid's sake and acknowledge when you're not shit. That's real talk. I had to acknowledge at 28, 29, 30 years old, like, damn, bro, you ain't really shit out here in these streets. How you moving? ain't conducive to anything positive. 
And that's not the woman's fault because I'm trying to blame the women. All oh, this bitch ain't shit. She take me to child support. Well, no, no, no. I set the table for all my dysfunctions and they just follow suit. Men need to real. We are the leaders of our community. If you are strong enough willed and if you're a, and, and if the direction you're going in is strong enough, the women around you will follow you. If it's strong enough, the women around will follow you. But people ain't dummies. They ain't going to follow no fool. You see what I'm saying? So my black men, be in your kid's life, man. If you have a child that you haven't been talking to, call them today. Try to call them today. If they, they got to cuss you out, if they got to be a little flagrant with you, if you deserve it, <laughs> excuse me, if you deserve it, you're going to have to take a little bit of that. You feel me? So this has been another episode, man, of the Mentally the Convo podcast. I'm happy to be back. Please do me a favor and like the video, share the video, share the video, share the video. I will definitely be back next week. Pay attention to the two black businesses that I talked about at the beginning of the broadcast. If you didn't see that, please rewind it so you can help further our community by supporting black businesses. If you're listening to this on one of the digital platforms, my downloads on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all these places go up weekly. So I'm I'm completely humbled by that. And I thank everybody who downloads the podcast. Please continue to do so. If you're listening to this on Spotify, Overcast, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, all of these places continue to share the, I mean, continue to spread the word, leave a review, leave a review that positively affects the algorithms. If you're watching this on uh, uh, YouTube, please share the video, subscribe to Melanated Fathers TV today, family. Not only do I release this show weekly, well, we'll be back weekly now. Not only do I release this show weekly, but we have History Matters videos where we talk about history and the importance of history in the black community. We talk about news stories. We talk about all these different things. So go to Melanated Fathers TV right now on YouTube. Become a subscriber today. This has been another great episode, family. I'm out.